Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1. My name is Reese, and we are now going to take a look at that Brazilian qualifying session, which was pretty much chaotic from start to finish. Before we get into it, make sure you do subscribe because uh, we'll be having content throughout the entire weekend. And also next weekend, well, there's no F1 on. There'll be content right here just for you. So subscribe to make sure you see that. Uh, before we get to qualifying, though, it was actually delayed. This was due to a mix of sand and debris. So apparently there had been quite a bit of wind that had blown sand onto the track, but also the Porsche Super Cup had happened before qualifying, and there was a little bit of debris as well. So there was a 15-minute delay to qualifying, but um, that didn't really change much, to be honest. If we'd come to the end of the session, maybe if there'd been like a half an hour delay, and that huge storm would come and hit Q3, then maybe this delay would be important, but really, it's not. So, everyone sets out on their first time lapse in Q1, and it is a very, very tight field today, to the point that after the first laps, Perez, Sainz and Leclerc were all in the drop zone. Now, also something big to watch out for this weekend is there is the new rule regarding stopping in the pit lane and impeding in the pit lane. Before this, there has been some people who've been noted for it, but the rule has been so vague that they can kind of just get away with it. Uh, this weekend, though, apparently they will not get away with it. And Russell uh, was called out for impeding Gasly in the pit lane. Now, as of right now, nothing's been said, but he is one of many who the the finger was pointed at for uh, pit lane impeding. Now, rain is threatened in Q1. Rain is threatened throughout the entire session. Uh, entire three sessions, I should say. <clears throat> but we won't see it properly until the very end. We'll get there in a little bit, though. Uh, Alonso, Sainz, uh, Piastri and Leclerc all do much faster laps and get out of the drop zone. Perez does one as well with six minutes to go, but no one is safe in this session at all. Lewis Hamilton, I think he was like 7th or 8th, and he got his uh, engineer on the radio saying, yeah, we're not safe, because yes, everyone was so close in this session. Um, let me just pull up the results here. So for Q1... When it's science third, here we go. So the difference between 17th place and P1 in Q1 was just over half a second. 0 0.503 separated the top 17 drivers in this session. Apparently this is the closest uh, qualifying session uh, F1 has ever had since this Q1, Q2, Q3 format has been introduced. So, you know, you can talk as much as you want about Red Bull domination this year, and don't get me wrong, there has been Red Bull domination this year, but as this season's gone on, everyone has upped their game so much. It's so close right now, and it's so great to see, and hopefully will continue into next year. But there are some people who are out of this session. Firstly, Joe, P20. Sargent was in P19. Bottas was 18th. Ricardo uh, was in 17th place. He was just 0 0.050 uh, off of being out of the drop zone. Yuki in 16th, 0.044 off being out of the drop zone. So, as I said, very close. Anyone could have gone uh, in that one there. And if you look at the intervals between people, I mean, you know, you've got... Uh, how much is there? So, between Yuki and Gasly was 0 0.04. Gasly and Ocon, 0.03. Ocon and Perez, 0.09. Perez and Sainz, 0.04. Uh, 
Sykes and Norris, 0.01. Norris and Albon, 0.002. Albon and Hamilton, 0.017. Hamilton and Magnussen, 0.002. Like, everyone was so close in this. It was just fractions of fractions of seconds throughout this entire qualifying session. Uh, We go into Q2, and there's very uh, light spits of rain falling in the pit lane. Uh, So everyone goes out to set their initial first laps. And after the first laps, there are some big names in the drop zones. It was Albon, Alonso, Leclerc, Russell and Sainz all in the drop zone after their first lap. Alonso goes out and does a time, shockingly, good enough for P3. Not only shockingly good enough for P3 because, uh, you know, the Aston hasn't been that good as of late, but also he was on used tyres and he got the P3 in Q2. Uh, Albon has a, a time delay to do to track limits, which unfortunately will cost him in this session, and he is out in 15th place. It was Magnussen in 14th, Gasly 13th, Ocon 12th, and Hulkenberg in P11. Once again, a very close session. Uh, not as close as uh, the first session, Hulkenberg uh, out by over a tenth, but still a very tight affair here as we go into Q3. And once again, the spits of rain are falling in the pit lane, but this time they were to be heeded because uh, the big rain was coming. And we saw all these guys queuing at the end, apart from two, which was Piastri and Perez, who for some reason delayed uh, going out. I don't know why. It wouldn't have been their choice. That probably would have been the choice of the teams. I don't know why. Maybe they wanted a bit more free air. But with this rain coming in, it was a foolish decision. Piastri has a big slide, like the third to last corner, coming into that big arching sector three. Huge slide across the uh, across the grass. Nothing he could really do there. He doesn't set a time at all. Perez is in P9 because the rain started falling as he was going round. Then it is Sainz in P8 and Norris in P7. Uh, it felt very much in this session like it was whoever set their time first set, their, set one of the faster times. It wasn't necessarily that rule for everyone, but yes, the later you left it, the slower you were going to be. So Science was in 8th, Norris 7th, Hamilton, sorry, it was Russell in 6th, Hamilton in 5th, and unbelievably, Fernando Alonso 4th, Lance Stroll 3rd. How? How have they done this? I don't understand this at all. If you look at the race last weekend in Mexico, the Aston was the slowest. I mean, they weren't the slowest in qualifying, but on pure race pace, they were the slowest. Stroll hasn't made it into Q3 since Belgium, and now he's third. And I don't know how he... How? Because it wasn't just like, oh, you set a lap time and and the track was dry. Stroll was consistently quick through all three sessions and consistently quicker than Alonso. I don't know what's happened to Stroll here, but I like it. He also said in his his, uh, interview afterwards that he wasn't happy with his lap. He said his lap was awful. It was full of lockups and um, missed apexes. But still, he was third. Imagine what he could have done if he'd done a good lap. In P2 was Leclerc in the Ferrari, another good qualifying lap from him. But it was Max Verstappen who was on pole position, very much benefiting from being the first one out there. If you watch the session, uh, the Q3 session, he's overtaking people in the pit lane. He's overtaking people on his outlap. He needed to get to the front of that queue and get his lap in first. He knew how valuable that was and it paid off for him. But the huge talking point here 
is are Aston Martin actually back? After months of being in the wilderness and after a few races of being absolutely shocking, do Aston Martin actually have pace once again? Fernando Alonso said in an interview today that his Aston Martin is basically a pick-and-mix car of different upgrades and different parts all over the place. Whichever ones he's picked, they're working because it looks good. The gap between Alonso and Stroll, by the way, 0.043. This is only the third time all year that Stroll has beaten Alonso in qualifying. This makes for a very interesting race come Sunday. I imagine Max Verstappen should run away with it, but Leclerc's in a very interesting position. Will we see some fighting between the Astons? The Mercedes are very low down in 5th and 6th. Their pace is a lot better than that. Lando Norris will be very disappointed with himself in 7th, as will Sainz in 8th. Uh, Perez in ninth is, you know, not too out of the ordinary. Uh, Oscar Piastri in 10th will be looking to make up positions as well. So a lot to play for come Sunday. But of course, between now and then, we have two more sessions. The sprint shootout tomorrow and also the sprint race. We'll be here to cover both of those. Uh, so make sure you subscribe for that. In the meantime, let me know in the comments what you think of this Aston pace. Is it just, uh, they're just good at this track? Are Aston back again? What's going on? Let me know what you think. Until next time, though, have a good one. Goodbye.